Hello, and welcome to episode 133 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. In this episode, we have an interview with Eric Freitas and Derek Jones, the team behind Gimme Dat Mummy. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Uh, Eric, uh, thanks so much for for joining us. Uh, Could you lead us off with a a quick bio about yourself and uh, some of the comics that you make? Hey, um, my name's Eric Freitas, uh, writer, director, producer, actor, uh, comic book creator, uh, all around like creating stuff. Um, I've worked on Judge Dredd, Blessed Earth, Mega City Zero, I've Amazing Forest, um, Godzilla. Recently, um, put out an online comic with uh, Derek Jones called Give Me That Mummy, about a bank robbing mummy. And um, yeah. Um, Done some short films, done some acting, and uh, just I just kind of like the whole creative world. You know, try to do as much as I can. Very cool. And Derek, uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, could you give us a quick bio about yourself and some of the the comics you've worked on, and then we'll take a deep dive into to your projects. Sure. Yo, uh, Derek Jones, formerly Scuzz McKinley, uh, comic book artist. Man, uh, write. I write. I try to write at least like one self published book about a year. Uh, but primarily, I've worked for Z2 Comics. I did uh, Young Blood and the Riddling Club last year. Uh, done Duck Boy, done Plunder, um, and then just like a couple like little work for hire gigs here and there. Um, recently, just wrapped up Give Me That Mummy with the boy Eric. Three years in the making. We talked about this at like an SBX like yeah. four years ago or something, and I was like, I was real timid because like working with Eric is like a it's like a dream because like eric's like big brother him and ulysses are like big bros and i always just watch them work and i kind of would like try to sneak in there and you know we try to get something going but um i finally you know he finally had this this thing for me he was like yo let me know what you think and i was like all right let's get it and uh you know we worked through the kinks and stuff you know and we got it done man and it, it's it's great I, i'm stoked so stoked that it's coming out so it's a pleasure Cool. I was wondering right. about how long it had been since, like, as far as a project going, because I remember hearing about it probably about three years ago at SPX, too, when yeah. people were there. It, it's been a long time, and um, it was a different artist at first, um, and we kind of were developing it, but um, it, it fell through. Things happened, you know, whatever, you know, right. um, comics break your heart type of situations. <laughs> and uh, I was looking around, and I was like, man, I don't want to put this story away because I really like it and it seems like people are were taking to it. I'm like, who can, and then like, Derek was like sitting there. I was just like, how did I not notice this before? Like he, he's like perfect. He has these exact sense of humor of this comic book. Like me and him, like the jokes we tell each other are like the jokes that are gonna be like the mood or the tone of this comic book. Mummy, the mummy being a rapper provides good context for the hip hop album covers, which are awesome for this book. Um, oh, yeah. Was that something that you guys both came up with, or was that uh, was that just one of you that had that idea? I um, had that idea. Uh, yeah, I, I, I came up with because it was just like I was trying to think of ways to make content out of this. Yeah, thing. I thought the the the, um, the adding a mummy to a movie poster or a a, com- a famous rap album or rock album, like we have all kinds of mashups um was a great way to like promote it and maybe you know if you make a like with uh 
Derek did. He did a DMX mashup, you know, maybe yeah. convert some DMX fans and, you know, whatever. You know, it's, uh, who knows? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just like <laughs> doing my best, you know, coming up with shit, you know, then that seemed like a good plan. And it, it worked out, you know, it got a few people interested, you know, so. Yeah, James Edward Clark, man. That dude's like one of my favorites. Yeah, man. That was yeah. that. I remember seeing that too, and I was like, "Dang, this is serious." I love that. <laughs> I love that it's a bank robbing mummy, and you got James Edward Clark to do a to do a variant cover on it. Which is, uh, <laughs> yeah, incredible. Yeah, he, he did the uh, Nirvana mashup, I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's pretty cool. And, and I asked him to add the penis after he said. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, have, gotta have the baby dick on there. Yeah, man. you gotta. <laughs> yeah, so many people DM me after they saw it without the penis. It's like, yo, what up with the baby penis stuff? <laughs> so uh, I, I made him put it back. You know, whatever the fans want. Hey. Yeah. Had you done that cover before you were an, uh, the the main artist, Derek, or were you already drawing the book at that time? Uh, at that point, it was Matt that it um. I think they were just pitching it around and Eric was just trying to, you know, just keep people's interest going. So I did a quick uh, DMX homage, homage there. Man, you gave me like the hardest one because like, I don't really fuck with color. So like, <laughs> I had to like, that cover is mostly just DMX covered in blood. So I, was, <laughs> I was like, man, how in the fuck am I gonna do this? And I, I think I did okay, like, but I, I still see it from time to time. And I'm like, man, I just wanna go back and play yeah, you, you, you something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I hate being an artist, cause it's like, when you do something, you just look at it and you're just like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> A thousand times better. And then James Edward Clark and like all these other fucking artists like came. There's some dude that did like, um, Superfly. Yeah, Montel. he's killed. Vontel Turner, I think his name is. Yeah, that was a good one. Christ. Yeah, yeah, he went. That hard. one is so good, man. I was just like, I did this. I was like, God damn it. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've uh, complained. You've talked to me about that before. <laughs> You're like a little embarrassed about that one. I don't like, like to me. Like most art's good. Like I don't. I don't know. That's how we are over here. I was like, I was like, I couldn't see that. Um, yeah, like it, it. It is cool though to see sort of like. I met Derek and you three years ago at that uh, at East Coast Comic Con. Neither of you guys remember me because you meet like half the world at those things. Yeah. And um, but like then I got that's where I got plunder from Derek, hmm. and it was cool to like I, I followed you on Instagram afterwards, and it was cool to see like your style sort of shift, like almost like through the years. Yeah. So, like around that time is when you started posting all those really great um, like city like city scenes, like in, in like, you know, these like cool streets and things like that. So yeah. well, how would you describe sort of like your evolution as an artist um, over uh, the years? Uh, I really started when I first was doing Plunder Man, uh, I was in just like a weird place where like, I got that was like the second that was honestly like the second or third year of me drawing period wow. was when that book got published. So like, I'm new to drawing. Um, I'm meeting my heroes like Paul Pope and getting drunk with all these guys like at that point in time man like I was just like I made it like I'm a superstar and that kind of got in the way of just being like no you're actually supposed to just sit down and draw like every day every day like you're supposed to be drawing every day and just coming up with stuff every day so it took me like after Plunder didn't do that well after after that didn't do that well and I did like two other books after that that nobody's really read I was like all right, my art sucks. I got to really like 
like stop drinking and like chop, trying to like chop it up with Jaime Hernandez and like all these, you know, stop trying to be cool and just fucking draw. So um, the last couple of years have really just been like, I'm going to shut up. I'm not going to post stupid statuses. I'm not going to be like the funny guy. Like, I'm just going to really just sit down and like take this shit seriously. And um, yeah, man, uh, I've just been just trying to draw as much as I can every day. Um, really hit tutorials really hard and uh, really just kind of like, like I've always, I've always had like, I've always really enjoyed European um, comic book artists. I love heavy black and white stuff. So I just, I'm constantly just like looking at as many people that have that style as possible and just trying to just like, Oh, let me take how Eduardo Rizzo does his clothing full. Let me take everything from Sin City. Let me take some Mike Mignola poses. Let me just grab. I'm just trying to just grab and just be hungry as possible, man. And, and, and just trying to just dive into that. I think it's like Chiroscuro is what they kind of call it when it's like heavy black and white. Noir is a better term. Chiroscuro. That's a new art phrase I'm going to pretentiously in, insert into all my conversations from here on. <laughs> Thank you. Heavy yeah. black, baby. Yeah, but that's, um, yeah, it's awesome. yeah, man. Just Ulysses, Ulysses. Shout out to Ulysses Farinas too, man. I mean, he really, at one point in time, would be really hard on me art wise, and you know, I didn't, I didn't listen until he stopped doing that. We got into like a big fight about that shit, and we're good now. But like, um, it really, the stuff that he was telling me was like for real. You know, it was like, dude, you really gotta like sit down and hammer this shit out. Like, mm. there's no shortcut. So, um. I mean, I guess I got better. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I still suck. You know, I'm not James Heron. I wish I was James Heron. <laughs> I wouldn't say you got better. I thought you were always good, but it's just cool to see. I, as from a, as a spectator, it's just cool to see an evolution, you know, oh, to see how styles shift. And um, I really like that. And um, I guess, Eric, you probably have a similar thing working with certain artists. Like um, uh, you, you worked on... Uh, you worked on Blessed Earth with the artist, and then you did um, like Claudia and Rex with the artist, and I can't think of the name right now. Daniel. Um, oh, yes, awesome. Daniel Farinas. Yes. Right. No, not Farinas. Um, yeah. Daniel Irizarry, and I'm sorry. Irizarry. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is it cool for you as a writer to sort of see like those artists, like you know, sort of like come into their own as you've written for them? Oh, um, no, I, I never looked it that way because I felt like I was coming into my own with them cool you know like even with Derek you know with this like I mean he he talks about I mean it was nice of him to like mention me as like a big brother but like to me we're like peers in the game maybe I had a, a, a little more a couple wins in the beginning when we first met but you know like we were both always kind of pushing each other so for me working like I know what it's like to be an artist and to work on something and to get better as you work on it and then slowly hate it because you are now getting better at the thing that you were just, but you can't go back and change it. Mm -hmm. So like that struggle is always very like prominent for me. And I, and um, I went through like, you know, you go through with all the other artists, you like what Derek said about his, give me that mummy mashup. I, I hear all the time, like, oh, I wish I can get that page back or I wish I can get that panel back. And I'm like, I wish I can get that my entire career back, bro. Like, you know, like I wish I could do everything over again. Um, but you know, you, you kind of just have to get used to that feeling. And yeah, so it is cool to see it. Um, 
to see it happen. So yeah, definitely. That's awesome. So Eric, you have a bit of a uh, background in film as well. Um, how does that sort of influence uh, y your work in comics? Uh, you know, we've had a few folks on the podcast that have, um, seems like it's very common that a lot of folks have like ideas that they're going to make a movie and then either, you know, financial reasons or, or things change and, and, they, and they, they, they take it to the graphic novel or, or, or the comic book form. So right. how much are you able to, to take from, from both mediums and sort of put them together? Well, that's, that's a great question. And it's difficult to answer because it's like two different um, sections. One is the business side of it, and two is the creative side of it. Um, I'll start, I'll make the business side real quick, and I'll say the working in the film business, it's a very intense, tough business where, you know, I worked in a lot of different departments, and it's made me a much better businessman and professional for comic books. Um, you know, I, I try to, deadlines are important to me, handing in my, my proper tax forms. Like, this is all boring stuff. But like, this is all stuff that I know I have to do correctly. Like even filling out the contracts when you get a gig, getting them there and scanned on time, like not, you know, being a pain in the ass by, you know, not wanting to get paid, which I never understand how some people don't send in their invoices. Um, so, <laughs> um, but, that, but that's serious. Like I, I, working in comics, I can say this, I, I, there's a lot of bad business. People have no idea. Like, it's just like courtesy to like, do answer emails in a timely fashion, you know, stuff, like stuff like that. All right. Mm -hmm. Creatively, um, it has been like a, a mind meld of like both sides. Like the comics has helped my film understanding. My film has helped the comics understanding. The, the language of the writing I use is as if I was a director on set um, in my writing. Like, oh, uh, maybe we can um, put the actor over here or maybe... Uh, and it, like, and Derek will say, will know this, like I will describe a scene the way I imagine it. And then I'll end up saying like, but you know, if you can think of a better way, just do it that way. Which is the same way, like when I direct a short, I'll say, I'll look at my DP, I'll look at my actor and I'll look at the producer, whoever else I need to look at and be like, this is how I imagine it. Unless you guys feel inspired to, to do it your way or have any other ideas, this is just the way we're gonna do it. And like I said, when I write, it's the same voice that I, I, I direct with where, Maybe the cam, like I'll, I'll mention, maybe the camera's panning in slow. And then when I write, I was like, I'll write, uh, we're moving in slowly on this panel on the uh, person's face. And then the next panel will be like, wide shot. No, we, we go out wide. You know, it, it's like the same language. So in that sense, yeah, it, it's a lot of crossover to the point where like I don't like when people in comic books kind of look, don't like the film aspect of comic books like I've, I've heard before like oh you have to be careful about talking about uh your film experience because a lot of people don't like film people coming into comic books to use it as a jump start for their career mm -hmm. and i never looked at it that way and i've been accused of that but like for me i always looked at it as uh i like being creative and i like being paid to be creative yeah you know and i whatever like if theater came around i'd be figuring out how to make money like you know like I loved comic books growing up. I loved movies growing up. I loved pro wrestling growing up. These are all things I want to like get in there and mix it up and like see if my creativity is worth anything to, you know, the 
the gatekeepers, I guess, you know? So does Derek, does, does Eric write into like the description? So we pile drive into this panel right here, or we do a, oh. a flying, uh, you know, like a leap into the, under this one, since he's a wrestling fan too. No, but I, I should start. I should yeah, start. There. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like, uh, there's a panel where, um, I distinctly remember it and give me that moment where it's just like, it's like the third page is like, boom. And then, you turn the page and it's like, and there he fucking is in all of his fucking glory. <laughs> There's music playing right now. It's Metallica's Ride the Lightning. Or it's like something like that. <laughs> just makes you laugh. It's like, I like when scripts are like that. It's like little fun little like Easter eggs of like, hey, I know we're working on something serious, but like, you know, <laughs> saw, you know, <laughs> little slip-ins I like. That's but no, awesome. the scripts are great, man. I mean, they're, Eric is Eric's really good about. And I I hope this isn't like embarrassing. I don't know, Eric. I'm trying not to be too like giddy, but um, <laughs> no, he's really good at like just boiling down like a scene into like five panels, mm-hmm. and then my dumbass will be like, "Nah, we can do that in eight. <laughs> so I end up like adding <laughs> adding stuff in there that doesn't really need to be in there, but just like like man, we we were working on this one book like forever ago it was like a little like cool wrestling story and he had like wrestling scenes and stuff boiled down into four panels and it was like mind-blowing as like a writer but like as an artist i was like how the fuck am i gonna do that it's just four panels like no man we need to do little inserts and like slips and grabbing the knees and stuff but <laughs> eric's very much to like hey this is what this is like the essence of the scene either do this or you can add some stuff as long as it doesn't muck it up too much so i, I, I like these scripts they're very just short and concise and just like to the point you know it's fun did you find that to be helpful like uh like sort of does that help you i guess that that fuels your imagination then to sort of draw out the scene um what was it like doing plunder was that a different sort of experience there with with, with that writer oh yeah swifty's good too um, man, we were just both like the plunder experience was, uh, we talked about this a while ago. Like we, it, it was our first, both, it was, it was our first time like kind of being put into like that machine world of just like, you have to do 22 pages by next week. Let's fucking go. Like it, it was so crazy. Like, um, we just didn't have like, I don't know, man. I just wasn't used to that like monthly shit yet. And like, mm-hmm. you just kind of get thrown in. So a lot of times we were just figuring stuff out like on the spot like monster designs like on the spot character designs on the spot um but i mean we both made it through that relatively unscathed um but like working with swifty was was dope uh just like the whole boom experience was a little was a little bit hard at the time i don't know just like new and that shit just i didn't know what i was really doing (laughs) but i'd like to work with swifty again one of these days that's a good book. Yeah, the, the your plunder stuff is great. And uh it's terrible. Oh my okay. God. Never mind, I hate that piece <laughs> of shit. All right, um you're right. You're right. Every, every time I see it in a comic shop like in a in a, like a dollar bin, I'll just scoop them up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just buy them just cuz like I'm like, yeah, no one really needs to no one needs this. <laughs> But if you can find a copy, I mean, grab it. You know, it's young, 
we were lucky. I mean, they took a big chance on on both of us. That, that was pretty cool. Like, I was making up page turns. There's some great page turns in that book. Like, turn the page, and it's like brutal scenes of like violence and people being gutted and stuff like that. It's it's pretty oh, sick yeah. book. I, I like it. Thanks, man. Swifty, yeah. shout out to Swifty Lang, did he? Swifty, out, come on the show. He's out there in Hollywood now. Oh, big star. Big yeah. Enough. Get it done. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Eric, um, with uh, with give me that mummy, like uh, it's you know we discussed it a little bit, um, uh, but what are some of the 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 aspects that that you wanted to bring into it, like uh, uh, you know. Uh, for myself, I tend to be, I tend to be like a concept writer and, you know, you, you know, you're going to tell somebody this is a mummy who robbed banks and you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is a cool concept, but how do you, how do you, how do you develop characters with, with, with something like that? Okay. Um, that is always difficult, right? I, I think the hardest part of writing is the character part and to develop real characters. It's something that like, uh, I think it's every mistake, every writer that isn't sure what's going on with their script, why isn't it work? It's probably because your characters aren't right. And that's mm. the truth. Um, I, one, I like, this is how I like to work. I like to work, I like to start with a crazy idea that I can say to myself, make myself laugh, maybe even pitch like half kidding to other creative friends to see if they'll laugh or like be into it. And um, Give Me That Mummy was just always one that I kind of went to. I, I, you know, like a bank robbing mummy. So now I take this crazy idea and now I was like, how do I find the humanity in it, right? Um, and of course, when you write, especially when you're developing, you, you go through so many co concepts and themes that you're going through and you have to, that's the thing. So I guess that's the first step is once the log, the log line or the concept is hammered down, let's just call it a long line. Let's use a film mm -hmm. um, term. Once I get the lock line hammered down, um, which I think for Gimme That Mommy was shamed archaeologist um, goes on unprecedented uh, bank robbing spree with uh, money hungry mummy. I, it, I'm <laughs> that's, that's what it was. Um, now it's SoundCloud rapper going on. Um, but so I, I go from there. So SoundCloud rapper, there's a, there's a bit of tragedy to that, right? Like you, you kind of, when I say someone's a SoundCloud rapper, you're not like, oh man, good for him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. Um, so like they're already so you know there's going to be a bit of tragedy there a kind of dream deferred element to it um, and as I kept outlining and rewriting and rewriting and rewriting and you know sending it to editors for coverage and sending it to people and just taking notes putting it down not looking at it for a couple months working on other things you know, you, you kind of find what you're really talking about. And some stories are, you you have that time to dig, other stories you don't. Um, some stories you never find it. But, you know, this one eventually, the concept, you know, it is about, it's about capitalism, you know, and the pains and the structures of capitalism. And like, I come, my parents are immigrants. And, you know, the um, uh, to be honest, like this story is the work ethic that I saw my parents bring to America. Um, and that's what the mummy represents. It's just like that unrelenting, un, like unbreaking focus on getting money. So, you know, things can be better. And that, and, and like, I realized that it took me years to realize that's what I was really writing about. Mm -hmm. you know? um, 
and the main character, the mummy's, um, I would say the mummy is the side character and the main character is really Juan uh, Presso. Uh, and I wanted, see, me, uh, Juan Presso represents the, um, kind of like me in a lot of ways where it's just like, I'm just like along for the ride of this like crazy determination, you know? Um, and uh, just the, uh, I, I, a lot of people would never, ever, ever guess that my parents are from Africa from looking at me. I mean, look at me, I look like, um, you know, German, but um, yeah, so that's where a lot of that story came. And in fact, there's a lot of bits and pieces of my dad's stories about Africa and living in Africa in uh, Give Me That Mummy. And, you know, the the main character, Juan, he just kind of represents that, um, I don't know how good I have it, even though I don't have anything uh, someone can have from just like being born in America and just having, you know, um, and it's their story, you know, um, the mummy, the mummy has his own issues. I don't want to get too much into that because mm -hmm. I kind of want people to read it as we go on. You know, his, his own reasons for doing what he's doing. You know, he has his own backstory. And Juan, you know, like most things, we think that the thing that we want, which for him is just having enough money um, to, um, to get the respect of his family. You know, he, you know, his lesson, maybe like mon money is not the way to get the respect of your family. Maybe it's, you know, another route. So, yes, I, I know this was a lot but this was like many years of rewriting and not only rewriting comic book scripts rewriting a feature script just to have just because i was like well i should i don't want to be caught with my pants down if anyone ever asked for like a script version of this let me just get that done but you know even rewriting that i you started finding uh more about your characters and more what you really want to write about and even now when i reread um the first issue um I like, I'm probably going to throw out everything I wrote and just rewrite the, the, the next couple of issues. Maybe not completely throw out, but like just start from scratch remembering what I originally wrote. Just because it's like, if I have, my rule of thumb with rewrites is if I don't have to hit a deadline tomorrow, I'm rewriting if I feel like I need to. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll rewrite, like even when I was directing a short film, I rewrote until the very fucking last second until we said it's time to start shooting, you know? Just because, like, why wouldn't you? Why, if you have a better idea and you can accomplish it, and that's a, one major difference in comic books and film. You know, if I, I can only go so far in a film set. I can only use what I got on the set to, if I want to change things. But with Derek, I'd be like, Derek, can we just blow up Earth real quick? You know? oh. <laughs> and it'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, um, I lost my train of thought a little bit. What was it? Uh, rewriting. Uh, rewriting, yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I'm, I'm a big believer in rewriting and I wasn't always until I just, I told myself, okay, this is it, it's done, I'm handing it in and you see it later, a couple months later and you're just like, fuck, I should just reboot that. Why am I being lazy? You know, like, why am I? <laughs> um, so yeah, there you go. That's my answer. That's a, I, that answer. I, I really liked, I really like that answer because that's, that's something that, that I struggle and to hear, uh, a story about a bank robbing mummy uh, really breaks down to all of those sort of really important, you know, daily topics and daily struggles that we all have is this is a really awesome way to show how like, you know, storytelling relates to, to everybody.
Yeah, absolutely. And um, like I said, I had no idea that's where my like emotional uh, string that was attached to the story was going to go. You know, you, you discover that, you know, from rewriting and rewriting and just working on it, which makes me wonder, are there scripts that I just put away that I'll like start rewriting and then like find like some have some like emotional revelation because <laughs> like that I don't know about, you know, like how long it's like getting in the center of a, like a lollipop like how many licks does it take to like crack the door you know <laughs> Derek do you sort of do when you're writing your own books what's 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 the way of that you come up with stories and, and narratives uh it's usually all just um off the top of the head man it's all freestyle yeah. like um I'll kind of generally have like it usually starts with giant robots and fighting stuff. And then it kind of comes, it, it, I'll do like a page or two of that and be like, oh crap, I actually need to write this world out. So then it usually just morphs <laughs> into like slice of life stuff. Um, but I, I usually, I like to write. Uh, I don't like to read my writing. So like mm -hmm. I'll write a script and stuff and then I'll, I'll just, I've gotten a little bit better at it now. Um, where I'll go back and actually be like, okay, you have to tweak this if you want this to be better. And um, I'll, I'll work on stuff like that. But but everything that like I've ever really like self-published and put out there, man, was like, I either storyboard it first, finish the pages, and then I go back and write the dialogue in at the end, which is like, it's kind of fun doing it that way because it's just kind of like, you're lost the entire time. And mm. it's, I used to freestyle, I used to rap and like freestyle is like a big part of like, yeah, it's cool like, that you can sit down and write, but like, what can you do off the top of your head? Mm -hmm. And I kind of really just took that into comics for some odd reason. And like, um, and also like one of my favorite comic book artists, Jason, the uh, Norwegian guy, he does all his stuff just page by page. Like, wow. so I, I, once I found out that he did that, I, I kind of felt more comfortable and just being like, okay, like, if he can get away with that and he doesn't have to write, like, all right, sick, I'm going to do that too. But uh, recently I've been trying to like actually love the writing process. And um, I just like, like my creative thing, man, I just like to see things done. So it's, yeah. that's why I like inking so much because it's like, oh, sweet, we're done. Like we're at the end. And then if you get enough of these ink things together, like you have a comic book page and then you're done. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but I'm, I'm trying recent years to like, all right, you really want your inks to be good, sit down and make sure your pencils are really good. And if you really want your book to be good, make sure your freaking script is good. So, um, yeah, we're keeping those little uh, moleskins around, you know? Yeah. Very Got some cool. notepad files, you know? <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, what, what do you, do you use a, a Pentel um, pocket brush for inking? Because I was trying to figure that out on your Instagram the other day. What, what Was that what you use? Yeah, I use, I mean, I use, Pretty much anything that's got a brush attached to it, but that that Pentel thing, man, is just shit. Like you do the Paula Rivera thing, where you like you put the paper towel on it and rub the ink oh, out to get it dry. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch that every time I use it. I don't keep the cartridges in there. Really? So I I'll use it and then I go to like the sink. I put like uh, shampoo on it, a little bit of conditioner, and then just like dry it off and let it chill. Keep that. Oh. Uh, you really don't even have to do that, man. That that brush in there is really strong and will stay. You can beat that thing up, and it'll it'll be good for at least like a year. 
Yeah, I've had mine now coming up on two years, and uh, it's just starting to fray like a little bit. And I've never washed it. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's awesome. So um, I have I have a teamwork question for for the both of you. Um, so Eric, when you you send a, a script over to to Derek, do you see stuff uh, in various stages, sort of like a layout stage, a pencil stage, or maybe over time as sort of your um, creative relationship has evolved? Maybe you know as you guys have worked, you you see stuff in later stages. How does how does that work? Um, well. Yeah, I see every, I, see, I think, yeah, we do the pencils and the inks and we kind of move, move forward like that. But I think what I learned over the years, what is, what I ask all my artists, I started asking this recently of all my artists and if they can't do it, then it's fine and we don't do it. But I ask that they do each page chronologically. So page one, you know, pencils, inks, then page two, pencils, inks, you know, or pencil, inks, and you know, um, dialogue and everything. Um, just because I found that when you do it that way, you get on the same page emotionally with the characters. You get on the same page. We all just get on the same page. The, the creative work, me and the artist all get on the same page. On, and we're, we're experiencing the story together beat by beat. And when a change is needed, I almost feel like, you know, it, it is like bubbling up in the, all of us and we're just waiting for somebody to say it. You know, uh, and a lot of times, and it's just, because there's a lot of times where, like, I'll see an amazing page 16. I was like, yeah, it looks fucking cool. And then I'll see the final, I'll read the final book, and be like, that didn't really need to go there. Maybe we needed another beat beforehand, like, on page 15 to really make it, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I can't, I, Derek doesn't know this, and most artists don't know this, but I don't even, like, I, I can't stand pencils. So it's like, I don't know what I'm looking at, bro. Like, what, yeah, there's people there. Like, yeah, that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I, I don't know what they want me to, like, change. Like, I can't tell you what to change until I see, like, the actual inking. You know, unless there's something super glaring, which is very rare. Because it's like, I just look at them, just like, yes, yeah, so the composition looks good. Let's just see how the emotional beats work. You know, like, mm -hmm. or one thing you can catch, maybe sometimes in the pencils, is making room for dialogue. Right. But that's okay. something you may remind somebody on page one or two, and then you, it's really never brought up again. It usually gets um, remembered. So yeah, for me, the big thing is doing everything in order. And, you know, not a lot of artists like that, because I, I, from what Derek explained to me, that they sometimes like to do the easiest pages first or the hard pages first, and then kind of move around that way. Um, but I, I just feel like it, it allows the best editing as you go, you know? It's cool. interesting. I've never really heard of anyone doing it non-chronologically. That's oh, really? that, that's sort of mind-blowing to me. Yeah, like, but I was like, I think that would be like no-brainer. Like, yeah, duh, that kind of thing. Like, you do it in order. But that's because I don't like to read. That's a big <laughs> thing. So I take things one page at a time. So. Yeah, every uh, artist I ever worked with sends in whatever pages they feel like. Whenever they Man. feel like it. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, yeah. that's so unorganized. That that's giving me like my OCD is like reacting right now. It's like just to think that's Dude. happening out in the world. Yeah. I need to when take to the streets. That, he told me that. I was like, that's so you can do that? <laughs> breaking the rules? Like you can't make it easy on yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> you can't just do all the splash pages first. What kind of cheating shit is that? <laughs> I, I don't, I, dude, I've never, you, you and this other girl, Jelena, were the only two artists that I've, it was actually her thing. It was how she, she came to me and she was like, this is how I like to work. 
um, it's another artist that I have another uh, thing that I can't, I have to be vague about right now. But um, she's great. She is, uh, she was like, I like to do pencils, inks, colors, page one, pencils, inks, colors, page two, blah, blah, blah. And that's just how I like to do it. And then every time I work with her, I've noticed that we just seem to be on the same page better because of that. Um, so it's just something I just bring along. So, but honestly, look through every, everything on, like in my itinerary of comics I've worked on, I, I don't think anyone's ever done anything in order. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. I okay. Saying. I interrupted the flow of the, 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 the teamwork thing. Teamwork. Oh. oh yeah. But so I guess that was Derek. Derek, what, what, what's it like for you doing like turning in everything at that, at each stage? I guess pencils, inks, and everything. I don't mind doing it. Um, it's it's cool. I think at first, since you're starting to get used to each other, it's kind of nice to keep keep the writer in the loop. Especially if like you know, like I'm I'm getting paid for this, so it's like I don't want this person just to think I'm like fucking around. And um, so I, I tend to oversend at first, and then Eric's just kind of like, "All right, yeah, dude, I, yeah, I know you, I trust you." And then um, after that, it's just like. Here's inks, here's inks, here's inks. But um, we, like, Give Me That Mummy kind of, it started off a little bit slow because I was still working at the at the first beginning of it. And um, so I would try to just oversend him, like, hey, man, do some thumbnails, like, today. <laughs> hey, man, I pistoled this panel today. And he'd always just write back, like, cool. <laughs> then, like, if I, sent inks, <laughs> if I sent inks or, like, the pages done, he's like, yo, this is dope. Like, maybe, like, <laughs> this over here i'm like oh so just just send you the final word <laughs> i was like all right cool and then um when we were we were we were when we were pitching it um we were about like halfway through and i was still kind of working kind of like like, like a snail's pace and then like we started getting like a couple like rejections and it pissed me off and i, I just started just like going hard man so then i just was sending them like inks like constantly i was like yo Fuck these motherfuckers, man! No fucking, <laughs> fuck this! They, they don't see the they don't see the realness in this, yo. They're not ready for this gangster ass comic, yo. Bmfs <laughs> <laughs> of comics over here, baby. Yeah, yeah. Bring outlaw comics back. So I just started shooting <laughs> Eric tons of pages. <laughs> man, nice. COVID, baby. But uh, yeah, no, I try to. When I all jokes aside, when I when I work with people, I, I try to not. Because I've, I've heard horror stories of, like, um, people working with an artist and then they don't hear from them from six months and then that person just turns in, like, three pages. I try not to be like that. So I, I try to just kind of just send people shit, like, as, as I'm doing it. You know, it's kind of nice. I like a little bit of editorial, too. So if someone tells me to tweak something, it's better that I tweak it in the pencil stage than tweak it in the inks because that's, like, not fun to go back and have to re-ink something. What do you use for corrections when you're like, you've got the inks there? Do you, do you use whiteout or do you use white ink? What, what, what do you use? Use this Presto. Oh, nice. Thing. The Jim Lee stuff. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Man, this thing is like a lifesaver, bro. Yeah. <laughs> that and um, just like Photoshop, you know, um, just going through and just kind of, I, I don't know what it is about like the either, either the fucking ink I use or it's like my scanner, but they'll just be like holes. Like, and mm -hmm. that happened to you? Like, when you're like, yeah. if you got like a big swath of black and then you scan it in, there's just these like white holes in it that you have to like go in and fill in on like fucking Photoshop. I zoomed in on a page the other day and 
I'm not a professional, obviously, but like I hate that too. It's like one of the biggest oh. pet peeves. Is like I was like, I made that all black, that kind of thing. Like I spent hours on that thing, and yeah, yeah I hate that. Boy, I hate that so much. Control L, baby. Yes, Control L. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Eric, uh, earlier in the uh, the bio, you had mentioned some of the the comics you worked on, and it seemed like those were uh, some some licensed projects. Uh, is that was that correct? Uh, did you mention like a, a Judge Dredd uh, that you had worked on? Yeah, Judge Dredd, uh, Godzilla. I uh, did one issue Ninja Turtles. A couple things. Adventure yeah. Time. Yeah. Adventure Time. Yeah. Or regular show. Regular, regular show. Regular, oh, regular show. show. Yeah, regular, regular show. show. Adventure Time. So, uh, what are some of uh, uh, so what are some of the the differences uh you know with not having as much sort of uh creative freedom i'm guessing that you would uh, on your own uh project you know working in somebody else's universe and somebody else's uh you know property um what what are the, some of some of the differences in the writing there well a lot of times and, and to be honest is probably tell you what you want to hear is um it, it feels you wonder why they hired you sometimes mm. Uh, sometimes it definitely does happen because you're just like okay like fine i don't know if you're gonna just change it this much it, you know a lot of times with these franchises and i don't want to like name specific ones but they want what they want and they want what they always got and i don't know why they even change the writer's names on a lot of these things and you try to like be creative and interject like a new way of, of looking at a character or try to do this and that and they simply just don't want that because um they know their fan base. They know what their fans want. They know it better than I do. And they don't care if I want to change um, a, a certain detail or something like that. Um, that's not what, you know, I was brought on for. So um, it can feel that way. And it can also be a lot of fun just living in this world. You know, mm -hmm. it, there's a certain nostalgia to it. There's a, there's a lot of um, excitement um, kind of working on uh, someone else's universe, something, especially if it's something you liked or grew up with. And, but I have to say creatively, obviously, I think this is obvious, like, you, you know, working on your own stuff is just so much more satisfying. Mm. Um, there's definitely a cool factor. Um, put it this way. If I never wrote a franchise character again, and, and like say I made the same amount of money in my career and made the same amount of comic books and you told me none of them are franchise characters, I think we would all, and it was all original work. I think we would, that we would all pick that choice, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So you know, uh, from that. But um, now, again, I do want to say there, it's, it can be a lot of fun, especially when you find. And this is when it gets fun: is when you find the thing that you, your specialty in creativeness, whatever it is, whatever is the thing that makes you stand out creatively, finds a place in their franchise. And they're kind of like, okay, that we can work with this. I'm like, all right, cool. I can do this as long as I stay in my borders. That's when it gets exciting because then that means you start to feel like you're actually adding value to their franchise. Um, Very cool. Um, so that can that can be exciting as well. So yeah, it's like the, those two uh, things kind of battling with each other. Cool. Do you find the 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 maybe sort of like the confines of of having to work? Uh, do you find that to be uh, in a way, sort of a creative challenge to um, sort of try to maintain some of your own sort of uh, storytelling, but uh, to to make it sort of blend enough that that you know they're, they'll give you the green light to to go ahead with it. Yes, that is always that's exactly what it is, and you always send in that first draft thinking like 
I have made a perfect blend of both, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get notes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And um, thank God, like, the one thing I am good at is bare bones structure, writing structure. I can, like, I, 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 I just studied it so much that, like, structure just is just easy to see and easy to, like I see it like the matrix, you know? Um, so like if nothing else, if I know if I'm doing a certain type of comic, I, I know good guy, you know, establish good guy, establish problem. Good guys like figuring out bad guy loses at the end. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. you, you kind of know what page is like on a 20 page comic. You kind of know page 10, you know, big thing happens. Page 15, something happens that he learns that was going to help him figure it out in the third act. You know, if you break it down like that. So that training, and which I got from studying screenwriting and which I highly recommend any, everyone that wants to be creative and tell stories should study screenwriting because screenwriting is like story math and algebra. Um, and it, and a lot of people shit on that because they are like, Oh, it should be organic and it should. And it really creativity should always be organic and that's the best creativity, but you're not going to be your best organically every day. That's, that's the, you have to earn that day. You know, when every all, you're firing from all cylinders and you earn that from from working on the bare bone structure, the, the story math, as some people call it, over and over again to the point where, like, I can watch a movie and without looking at a clock, I can kind of guess within a 10 minute range what point, what minute this movie's at just by what's going on in the screen. You know, um, I'm doing that with movies. I've been pausing it, being like, I think this is the midpoint. Exactly like I've been doing that, like, and I, I'll exactly. pause it. So I was. I was actually just ner- I was make I was annoying my wife the other day. They hate it, right? My they wife hate it. <laughs> well, because I was comparing Wonder Woman twenty seventeen to Superman seventy eight, and I pointed wow. out how both of them emerge in their costumes at the same point in the story. What and, the and they do at the same time. They both they both uh, their their theme musics play at the same time in their stories. Ooh. So you don't hear the Wonder Woman theme until halfway through. You don't hear the Superman theme in 78 until halfway through. Wow. And, and I was like, I was like, cause that's the midpoint. That's the decision where they can't go back. That kind of thing. And yeah, so they're yeah. fully their characters at that point. So, yeah. 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 Huh. So there you go. So one, that's awesome. That's a, I wonder if the wonder, the people mm-hmm. that wrote Wonder Woman studied Superman 78. Cause you know, oh, so- I think so. It's one of the few DC superhero movies. I mean, if you don't count the Batman's, obviously that like garner any kind of respect. Um, so, yeah. And Wonder Woman is also so. It's like I, I wouldn't be surprised because, like, if you think about it, the beginning of Wonder Woman, the beginning of '78 Batman, both have a long backstory intro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels just like a little too long, you know. But it gives you everything you need, and then you, the story kind of begins. So yeah, it's actually a really. Uh, I like that. I like that point. Yeah, and Christopher Nolan said the same thing about Batman Begins was structured the same way, where you don't get Batman until about halfway through the film. I didn't even think and of Yeah, so that was like, he always references Richard Donner in that too. But not to geek out too much about film structure and uh, sure. to also talk uh, your license stuff. Uh, my brother sent me some questions in for you, Eric, uh, because he loves your Godzilla stuff. Um, particularly, he just bought Rage Across Time and um, he's been geeking out about that lately. Wow, people yeah. love that. I don't know why. I mean, I get it, it's cool, but like, I, I guess I, I didn't expect people to like it as much as they did at times. Yeah, yeah, he has a, one question he has, he has three questions, I guess. So, you know, you can answer them however long you need to take to answer them. Um, 
Okay, yeah, sorry, just one question. Um, so no, no, sorry, he has three questions, Never mind. First question is, did you get to choose uh, your the, the, the time setting for Rage, Rage Across Time, or was that assigned to you guys when you were writing it? Um, we got to choose it. Nice. Yes. Nice, and uh, so what drew you guys to that period? Fuck, what did draw us to that period? Honestly, I, I wish I can give you a better answer then I don't know, but because <laughs> um, I'm sorry, because this was all, all, like a while ago now at this point. Yeah. Um, I I think it came from because that was Hannibal, right? Yeah. 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 Anxious there, I think there was rumors of Vin Diesel playing Hannibal, <laughs> and I think we were all very excited about that. Ironically. <laughs> And they're, they're, I, I honestly think that's what it was. I think that was just in the air of conversation. And we were just, it's just like Hannibal. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and um, so uh, my, my brother's follow-up to that is, um, if you had a hand in picking um, what time period to set it in, uh, you know, giving props um, for making it work during the time of the, the Punic Wars and not just uh, relegating Godzilla to be the cause of the Pompeii eruption. Does that make sense? I'm trying to read this conversation. So, uh, so um, how did you, uh, so I guess, I, I, was that sort of always the end goal was have it to be, you know, about the Pompeii eruption um, ever I'm in the conversation? Yes, it was. That was in the early drafts. I'm I'm trying I'm trying to dig deep here in my memory here. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's um, okay. These are some deep cut questions from him. So I know. Yeah. I know. This is great. I'm yeah. trying, I'm, Noah's I'm turning funny. into the the Barbara Walters of uh, comic yeah. interviews here. Yeah. 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 You're next, Derek. I'm joking. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna say it. It was always the plan. Yeah. It was always the plan. Um. I don't remember how we got there though uh, necessarily, but that, that was, always, I, I remember that. I remember those drafts, that comic book coming out fairly easily in terms of writing it. It was, um, it didn't take, it was some, sometimes it just doesn't take a lot of effort and it comes out all right. And then I even remember there was like barely any notes. Wow. After, yeah. It was just like one of, and that happens every once in a while. And you're, you're just like, what? Yeah. You, know, you just can't even believe that that just like went through. Um, with the with the sort of sort of like the Hannibal aspect was that always so that was always there from the beginning too as yeah, well. The so. yeah, yeah, everything was there. Wow. Yeah, every, honestly, I don't. I, maybe we did two drafts. Wow. Before it was just like came out. I don't know. You know. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then with uh, now, this is my question about um, Godzilla and Hell. That's like you guys did sort of like a silent, almost like completely silent um, yeah. issue in that. At that um, point, I was studying silent comics okay and i was and i really love silent comics um so i in fact if you look at amazing forest um there's a few attempts at it i think we we may just do some with just captions and stuff like that we're like minimal dialogue um but yeah that i i'm always a big fan of the least amount of words on a comic page as possible mm. um kind of like the opposite of alan moore sometimes you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was real. I really enjoyed writing Godzilla now, uh, because that's awesome. Yeah. seems like that's sort of the, the consensus I've got from people who worked on that book. Like, uh, well, the one we've, I've, I've talked to the most is Dave Wacker because he did the final issue on that. And it was like, 
he talked about just how rewarding that was just to do everything silent and uh, just yeah. uh, struck simply on visuals and everything. Yeah, I, I, I think comics, you know, I think there's not enough silent comic books, honestly. I, I just, it's such a visual medium and it works mm -hmm. so well. Um, it, it's actually not that I'm talking about. It makes me, it makes me want to write some ideas down later. But yeah. Maybe go back to that idea. Derek, do you find that you, you kind of gravitate more towards silent comics when you're doing your own stuff? Oh yeah, man. Jason. Jason's like the king of that. Yeah. If I, oh man, man, hold up. Oh, where's my where's my Jason library at? Look at this shit. Oh, oh wow. 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 You got it right there. Oh, yeah. Nice. I need oh. I need Jason in my library. Dude, That's he's awesome. so shit. Sorry. He's so good at the silent stuff, man. Like he boils it down to like four panels and, and it's like, it'll be like the most emotional story you've ever read. Like, uh, yeah, I, I did like a mini, um, last year or maybe two years ago that was like all silent. So wow. I want to work again. I want to work more in that too. Like, especially in black and white, a silent black yeah, and white. Ooh. Yeah. I dig that. I dig that. That'd be so cool. Yeah. Especially in your style too, man. Left high contrast, Frank Miller, Mike Mignola stuff is, that would be really sick in black and, and, and completely silent. Thanks, man. Yeah. Those are my idols. Those are my idols. Yeah. Very cool. So um, what do you guys, if you can, uh, what do you guys have as uh, future plans here? I know that we're sort of in a weird place in the in the world where we're, we're not going to cons and we're we, you know we're not able to you know see each other and, and buy art and, and stuff like that but what are what are the plans for you guys going forward here well um i, I guess with give me that mummy it's it's about putting out i want to put out a page every two weeks i want to keep that schedule um it looks like we're on schedule so far um and with that I'm just going to be upfront uh, about this stuff. My plan is to either, I'm going to put out, give me that mummy, unless other things happen for as long as I possibly can and keep putting out stuff until either something happens where I don't want to do it anymore or it gets picked up by another, you know, for whatever reason, you know, by a publisher or something like that. But I'm going to self-publish it until I, I have no end date. Like until like something happens in my life where I just because like I'm I'm I recently turned thirty five, and um, I did I, it wasn't a midlife crisis, but I definitely look back at my life, and I, so this one thing became very apparent to me is that the things that I found the most joy in looking back on were the things that I made, mm -hmm. um, even if they sucked or they're locked away in a garage or it's a book of stuff that no one will ever see or care about. It so. From this point on, I just promised myself I'm just gonna concentrate. I realized that making things is the thing that brings me the most joy, long-term value out of my life. So for the next however many years left on this earth, I just wanna really concentrate on making things. And give me that mummy is gonna be one of those pillars that I really just like learn that lesson of just like, I have to make another one. I have to make another page. I have to do this, I have to do that. Um, so for me, that's what it is. Yeah, very much. Very cool. So I think that's going to give us a clue as to what uh, what Derek's uh, future plans are as well. But uh, Derek, what what about you? Uh, right now, I'm working on the second volume of uh, Young Blood and the Ritland Club uh, graphic novel series. Uh, I'm doing like half of that, and then um, full police and give me that mummy will slide in. 
if that doesn't, I, I'm always doing um, building illustration work about, about just like Philly. Uh, and hopefully, I mean, I, I had plans to do a Kickstarter for like a collected edition of that, but mm -hmm. um, it felt kind of weird doing a Kickstarter right now when, you know, I guess actually, no, this would be the shit to do a Kickstarter. Everybody's got that $600 every two weeks. So. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is strange. I have uh, I've seen some really, I've seen some Kickstarters that are doing really, really well. And I don't yeah. know if it's the fact that, uh, you know, no one's driving anywhere. So they sort of, maybe that money that was going towards gas money can, uh, you know, you can uh, splurge on some things. So it's not necessarily yeah. the worst time to, to run a Kickstarter. It's true. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. But yeah, man, uh, some more Give Me That Mummy. I hope Give Me That Mummy for us turns into like our 100 bullets or something where we just do <laughs> like 100 issues or some crazy shit. That'll be um, awesome. That'd be fucking rad, man. Um, and this, you know, um, what else am I doing? I'm doing, oh, I can't talk about that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I don't mean to be that guy. I'm sorry. I hate when people no, say Indian no. shit. I, I don't mean, you can cut that out, but. I almost blurbed about something I shouldn't. I like just signed a contract about it the other day. So. Oh, you're okay, man. No, okay. no worries, no worries at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I want to check with Noah because I know that Noah came prepared with with books and questions. Did we cover most of the stuff you wanted to to do? Yeah, most of the stuff. But I, I really hope you guys will come back and um, I'd love to have uh, Eric. I'd love to have you and Ulysses on at some point talk about your collaboration over the years and I'd love to have Derek just on by himself without Eric dogging his tracks and you know, just bumming us out just kidding um, I'd love to have you guys on again just just in short I just love to have you guys on again talk to you more about your process this has been a great interview and I've really just appreciated the time you put in and how honest you guys have been about your processes it's been it's been awesome so yeah thanks so much for coming on yeah, I agree. It's wow. it's been it's been very uh, inspirational as as well to to hear the story and uh, to hear sort of the, the the passion that goes into the to the projects and and you know uh, it's been you know it's making me want to you know I think Eric said he wants to grab his notebook and uh, put some notes down and you know I might be I might be doing the same here uh, pretty soon. Same here, um, yep. Eric. Uh, as we close up, uh, let people know where they can they can find you online and make sure that uh, they they know about uh, give me that mummy and we will uh, we're gonna have links to all of this stuff in the in the show notes to the podcast. Perfect. Um, best place to check out give me that mummy is the give me that mummy Instagram, which which is give me that mummy, which is G I M M E D A T M U M M Y. That will have the link to the webtoons in the profile, the webtoons link. You can also find us on Comics Fury, and it, just so I, I just stick with the Instagram. You're gonna get the updates and everything like that. My personal Instagram, which is pretty much everything that I do, is um, E C F R E I T S. Mm -hmm. um, it's also the same for my Twitter and everything else. So um, yeah, you, that's just like a smorgasbord of everything I, I do. And uh, give me that moment is more dedicated. Very cool. And uh, Derek, how about how about for you? Yo, hit me up at Scuds Inc. on the Instagram. It's uh, S-K-U-D-S-I-N-K. Uh, that's pretty much where I just post everything pretty much exclusively now. Uh, it has a link to my website, but my website's just basically a shop. But uh, yeah, man, follow me along. I post videos and, you know, stuff. 
people's things, you know, doing stuff on there. Very cool. Yeah, we'll we'll link that in the the show notes as well. And uh, everybody, uh, hopefully, we get some more traffic uh, on the on the web comic that uh, you know, so people can follow along. It's it's really cool. Uh, thanks again, guys. I appreciate uh, you being on. Um, so uh, we'd like to thank everybody for listening. If you could give us a rating and review on whatever podcasting service you use, we really appreciate it. If you want to follow the podcast, we are on Twitter at ConstructComp pod we're on instagram constructed comics pod facebook and youtube is constructed comics and uh, we'll be back with a, another episode very soon i'd like to thank everybody for listening please be safe uh please be nice to each other and uh go out there and uh make some make some comics and make some art